Welcome to an encouraging word from Pastor Elliot Warren from Cross Culture Church in Houston, Texas. I want to just give you a little bit of an example here for you to look at and see what happened in Scripture. How did Jesus train his disciples? I'm sure he talked to them, of course, with just them. But he trained them hands on. I love the thing. I love the stories where he's teaching them and they're learning. They go out and they go heal the sick and they're like surprised. Oh, we're just common people. People got healed when we prayed for them. It's amazing. Jesus is like, see, that's the, that's what, the way it's supposed to happen. Jesus, demons came out. By the way, you ever think about that ministry? Think about that. Jesus says, go and to the cities and heal the sick and cast out demons. What would you do if you were called, you, you sales guys, right? What would you do if you're on Jesus' team and Jesus says, okay, I want you to go to Missouri City and heal the sick people and cast out demons? What would you do? Hey, um, G- you heard of Jesus? Well, he's an, um, he, he's, uh, I mean, I can't explain it, but we've been sent by this man of God um, to pray. Are there any sick people here? We're, we're here. Are there any people with demons here? Demons. And then, of course, in America, we go, we don't, what are demons? But they didn't have any question about what they were back then. Today, we're very sophisticated and we give them other names. Um, but just imagine knocking on that door. Um, I'm here to pray for anybody's demons to come out and to heal any sick people. Can, can I pray for anybody here? No, we don't have any sick people. Da, da, da. Okay, well, great. Well, there's a Messiah. I'll tell you about him too. And go to the next door. Hey, any sick people here? Just here to pray for the sick people. We've been told to pray and heal the sick. So if somebody's sick here, I'll pray for them. They'll get healed. What? I mean, you see what I'm saying? You ever thought about how crazy that would have been and how these disciples must have felt when they said, he said, go and just and go pray for the sick and pray for people with demons, uh, for their demons to come out. And it happened. I mean, I could just think that was the craziest thing. You know, no, but so-and-so sick, you know, about five houses down. Oh, okay. You know, they go five houses down. Hey, we hear there's somebody sick here. We're so happy because now we get to pray and we'll see him get healed. Anyway, just think about, think about that, how that worked. So anyway, one of, the, one of the things that happens with these guys, one time there's 5,000 men plus women and children. Now, if there's 5,000 men, if it's like church, that means there's about... 50,000 people there. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. 5,000 men, they, they think maybe there were 20,000 people there, including children and women. And it says, it says Jesus looks at his disciples and he goes, hey, um, give them, uh, no, he says, how are we going to feed these people? Now, I want you to think about that. What would you say if you're with Jesus? There's 20,000 people there. You don't have money and there's no restaurant nearby. And Jesus goes, how are we going to feed them? What would you say? See, why did Jesus even ask it that way? Jesus could have said, okay, guys, we don't have money. Guys, we don't have food. Really think I want to feed them. So now what are we going to do? He didn't lead like that. He's acting like he doesn't know better. And Jesus goes, hey, guys, how are we going to feed all these people? Where are we going to get food for them? And why do they respond? Jesus, there's, I mean, there's not enough 
there's no food anywhere near here. And even if there were, we don't have any money. Wow. Can you believe they responded like that? Think about that. You see, that's the way we think in the church today. It's all natural. Are y'all with me? We do every night. If we had the money, we'll spend it. And if we had the food, we'd give it. Most of us. But but when it goes to supernatural, we just cut off. Oh, oh, well, we've gone as far as we can go. And then and then Jesus says this in that same situation. He goes, you feed them. He said he said to his disciples, you feed them. I want you to think, what if you are one of Jesus's 12? You're sitting there. There's 20,000 hungry people. And he looks at you and he goes, you feed them. Would you get mad and go, he's so irrational. He is so spiritual that he is of no natural good. He is way in the zone, not paying attention to what's going on. Oh, how he frustrates me sometimes, right? Jesus says, you give him something to eat. See, to me, I'm going, wow. You see, that's an invitation for them to have done the miracle. Do y'all see that? See, and people go, oh, God can't teach you the gifts of the Spirit. Oh, yes, he can. You have to learn. And that's what he was teaching them, how to do miracles. He's like, you give them something. But what they do, they zonked out. You know, you know, no, no. So, so Jesus is like, well, tell him that Jesus does it, right? And then later, guess what happens? They're on a boat. After the, They fed 4,000 later, 4,000 men plus others. Let's say there were 15,000 there. And then they're on a boat after that journey. And Jesus goes, beware of the Pharisees. Excuse me, he says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And the disciples, they start talking and going, oh, we forgot to bring bread. We forgot to bring bread. That's why he said that. Now, I want you all to think about this. The disciples got on the boat, 12 of them. They're supposed to bring bread. Not one of them brought bread, right? And Jesus goes, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And then it comes to their mind. Hey, we forgot to bring bread. Now, let me just let me highlight this. How many of y'all think those men were administrative geniuses to build the church? Do you think that? No, I don't think so. Not a single one of them even remembered to bring bread. They're going, uh, we forgot to bring bread. Did you bring bread? No, I didn't bring. No, nobody. Oh, we didn't bring the bread. These guys were not the most administrative people in the crowd by any means. And what does Jesus do whenever that happens? What would we do if you're Jesus and that happened? What are you going to do? You're going to sit the guys down and go, hey, guys, you have to be more organized. Seriously. You're supposed to bring bread and not one of you brought bread. There's 12 of you and not one of you remembered to bring bread. I cannot believe that. Okay, next time you do this, you do that. Okay, Jesus could have done that. Are y'all with me? He could have done that and they might have benefited from it. But what does he, what irritates him the most about what they did? It's that they did not have faith. So you forgot the bread? No big deal. Jesus is bigger than that. He's going, do you not remember? I just fed 15,000. What bothers me is you are still not in a miracle, supernatural mindset. You are still stuck on a limited capacity. That bothers me a whole lot more than your administrative mess up. Isn't that amazing? 
And I believe that's true today. God doesn't want to just build His church with administration. He wants to use faith. He wants to use the miracles. He wants to use power. You see, and He does teach us how to use these things. We have to learn. We have to experiment. We have to get going and use what we've been given. It's just not going to, boom, just happen like that necessarily. You remember when Jesus cursed a fig tree? He comes back and it's all dried up. Then he starts teaching his disciples again how to see miracles. Okay, guys, if you ask and believe, it happens. And if you would speak to your mountain and do it, da, 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 this is, he's talking about having a supernatural experience. He's talking about what we would look at as a miracle. And he's teaching them. They are learning. They are being equipped in how to flow in the supernatural, beyond the natural, and beyond what they could figure out in and of themselves. Do you guys want to experience the supernatural? Do you guys want to go beyond where you are and where you've been? Do you want to understand how to flow in prophetic anointings and words of knowledge and words of wisdom and how to heal the sick? You know, and how to activate your gift and even discover what it is. You see, I just feel like that's the most amazing thing if we would learn how to do that. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians 14, 26. When you come together, have a preaching and a few songs and go home. He says, when you come together, one has a psalm, one has a teaching, one has a revelation that the Holy Spirit has given them. One has a tongue. Somebody else has an interpretation. All things are being done so that everybody gets built up. That's what church is supposed to look like. That's what he says there, right there in 1 Corinthians 14. Praise God. 